If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. What's up, everybody? I'm here with the beautiful songtress and one of the stars from Bravo's first family of hip hop. Leah Robinson is in the building. Everybody give it up for Leah. Thank you, girl. <laughs> that was like one of the best introductions I have ever gotten before, so you thank know, you. You're welcome. <laughs> I like that. Because you deserve it. Thank you. So talk to me about your family history in hip-hop. Okay, so let's start from the top. Yes. So my grandmother, Sylvia Robinson, along with my grandfather, Joseph Robinson, founded the hip-hop genre. Um, they started in Harlem, worked their way to New Jersey, and just built this incredible family of crazy but talented people. <laughs> so... Um, each one of us just has different hats that we are great at. Like I'm singer, songwriter, dancer, actress. I'm doing a whole bunch of things. Um, Darnell, producer, uh, Diddy, low key. Okay, like baby. he's he he's just so great at what he does. He and he can just switch it on and off as far as him doing music one day and then him being the businessman an hour later. So mm. I just find that really really admirable for him. And just everybody just does really really great things. Okay. So. It's a lot going on in this family. <laughs> it's a lot. So to elaborate more on your history in hip-hop, your grandmother, Sylvia Robinson, grandfather, Joe Robinson, and they have Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill Records. records. Yes. And some of the acts that came through Sugar Hill Records, can you run them down just so the people yes. can get familiar if they're not? Yes, of course. My grandmother, Sylvia Robinson, Sugar Hill Gang, um, Furious Five. It's just mm -hmm. so many, but really just great legendary people. Okay. Now, what can you tell me about your grandmother? Because I'm sure you look up to her being yes. in this industry. You're pretty much following her footsteps. And then when you watch First Family Hip Hop, you can kind of see that play out. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about um, your grandmother and what you remember about your grandmother and what type of morals and values when it comes to this industry that she instilled in you. It's so funny because anybody that asks about like how we were raised or anything like that, I'm like, I just viewed her as my grandmother. Mm. I never saw her as this hip-hop pioneer or anything like that. So I took that from her, most importantly. Like, you can still do your business. You can do whatever you want to do. But you're still a woman at the end of the day. So when you come home, you're going to be a woman to yourself and to your family. And that's what she showed me. She always just valued family and just creating moments with everybody. And she just was an incredible woman. And I even had a talk with Cynthia, who's... I call her my grandmother. Cynthia has raised damn near the whole family. My grandmother hired her. Um, she came from Jamaica and she just... That's a Jamaican lady on the show. Yes. Okay, I was going to say that, but I don't remember the name, but yes. I, I remember the presence on the show and it was like, yeah, she's dope. That's Cynthia and she's just, I just love her. Like, she just keeps it real with mm -hmm. everything. She has no type of filter whatsoever. And Most she, Jamaican women don't. Yeah. No, look. <laughs> Gotta be friends. Oh, hilarious. So uh -huh. she just... She <clears throat> shows me more and more how much me and my grandmother were very similar because, like I said, as I was getting older and growing up, I just saw her as my grandma. We never had in-depth conversations. So having Cynthia tell me about her, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we are alike in so many different ways. So um, In what way? What did Cynthia share with you that she was like, wow, that's me? Okay, for one, she was like, you and your grandmother do not tolerate bullshit. Mm. Like... It don't matter who you are. You could be family. You could be friend. If you fuck us over, if you hurt us, 
it's over. Like there's so many people that they, they go through the same lessons all the time and they're on that hamster wheel of life where they just keep fucking up and they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. Me and my grandmother was the same. It's like, listen, we not going to be on that hamster wheel with y'all. Like, we're going to do what we have to do. And if you got a problem with it, so be it. We out. We just were on the whole energy path. We like good people around us at all times. And she said that my grandmother was the exact same way. She was always respectful and everything, but she did not play when it came to her peace and wow. her personal space and her home and her happiness. Wow. Wow. I love that. So talk to me about other women in the industry outside of your grandmother, of course, mm -hmm. that inspired you to continue on in the music industry to do what you do today. Um, who inspired me? Who inspired me? Besides my grandmother, that's just like the number one. That's just I was, I was. Yeah, because you got so much like crazy history within this industry that yes. it starts off at home. Yes. But I'm wondering, being a young girl, like how old were you when your grandmother passed away? Um, I was, I want to say, 19. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, obviously, you have great memories with her that you remember. Yes. Very clearly. Um, but outside of her, who was it for you? It's not even so much musical people that mm -hmm. have inspired me. It's just the women in my life. So it was my grandmother, uh, my other grandma, Grandma Penny, who's my mom's mom. Mm -hmm. Just so, like, strong. Mm -hmm. My mom was just an incredible woman, and she just always instilled really great values in me. And, like, she just always just made me feel really great. She made me feel as if I can accomplish anything and do anything. And there was one time too, where I was I was doubting myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mommy, like, I don't know if I can do this. And she damn near almost slapped me because she's like, that's an insult to me. Like, how dare you say that you can't do something? Wow. I, I am your mother and you're I telling me you. that, yeah, she was like, I raised you better than that. You can do anything. So having that mental, it just made me work even harder and it made me feel limitless. Cause I'm like, there's nothing that I can't do. Okay. So it's just the women and the people that I keep around me. I just keep really great, solid, honest people around me that don't bullshit me. I don't like people to bullshit me and kiss my ass and tell me, oh, yeah, you're great and you're this. That's cool sometimes, but I'm like, push me. I, I know that I'm not where I'm supposed to be yet, so push me so I can get there. If you bullshit me, I feel like you're low-key holding me back. So I just bullshit me, pacify me, yeah. yes man me. I'm the same way, girl. I don't. I thrive off of hate. I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I was told that that was bad, but I feel like I, it motivates me when you keep it real. Tell me that it's not working mm -hmm. out. Tell me or tell me something negative. And too, it's like it's so. Criticism is always good. Yes, yeah. and it's sad too because we're in a world where people are just like. They don't even know the difference between constructive criticism versus right. hate. Like, people always <laughs> are like, oh, she's hating. No, she's speaking her opinion. Mm -hmm. She's not bashing anybody, but everybody has their own opinion. Mm -hmm. And people don't value that. I'm like, everybody is different. Not everybody's going to see things the same exact way, but you can't tell somebody that they're wrong for seeing it in a way that's different than you. That's just how they feel. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it sucks too, because it's like the second you, you speak about your truth or your honesty is people bashing you for it. And I'm oh, like, right. I'm like, <laughs> no, like you asked me how I felt about it and I'm telling you how I feel. And just because you don't like the response because it's different than yours doesn't mean that my opinion is wrong. It's just a different perspective. Smart. When did you start singing? Um, At what age? Like three. Yeah. I could, I could actually like sing before I actually knew how to speak. And 
my mom and my godmother would tell you because I was obsessed with Barney. Like I knew the whole theme song before I even knew what he was saying or what words were coming out like that. God, just, I hated Barney. I love Barney. <laughs> I love Bar- Barney and R. Kelly were like my I Ooh. love love. I knew not. I didn't know what that man was saying. You I was too just like, y'all could be singing. What was you singing? Bubba Grind at three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your body's Oh that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, it felt good. It just felt good. So yeah. I could really sing before I could speak. Oh, and did you ever want to rap? No, I just love to create. Uh-huh. I'm a creator. Like certain times I just go in the studio and just write some shit and it may come off as a rap and I'm just like, fuck it. Like I'm just great at creating. Okay. I don't go in saying, oh, I'm a rapper or I'm a singer. I'm just going to Do you classify yourself as an R&B singer? Uh, R&B singer? I classify myself as just a creative Okay. Genius. I'm great at everything that I do, and I'm just becoming better and better every single day at it. I just create. Mm-hmm. So I'm a great creator. Okay. That's fine. Now let's talk fan, first family of hip hop. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, talk to me about the show and you doing the show because a lot of things unfold on this show. Mm-hmm. I love how you <clears> open <throat> up um, your character saying, you know, my grandmother started this. My, and it was a female that was running it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should be the heir to the throne. Is that the premise of the show where it's like you and your siblings or your relatives are pretty much trying to reinvent the label? Mm-hmm. So elaborate more on that. Okay, so everybody has an opinion, like mm-hmm. I said. <laughs> and everybody just sees Sugar Hill just being bigger than what it is right now. And it's understandable because everybody has talent and everybody has gifts so and it's like we just wanted to see it go bigger we want to see people respect the name again like they did when it first was created so for me i'm like i know i'm not in denial about anything i don't like i know that i'm not ready to run this label just yet Mm -hmm. but i know that i'm going to that's why i'm going out here by myself to learn everything that i have to learn as an artist as a woman as a business person all that stuff so eventually i can run it so that's where I'm at with it right now. I think with the show, everybody's just like, well, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this. And I'm like, well, you don't know if you can do that just yet because mm-hmm. you haven't you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. So for me... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I'm just like everybody just seems to be in a learning phase where they just learn as much as they can and then whenever my dad is ready whoever he wants to pass everything to that's who he'll pass it to whoever knows the most and whoever he feels comfortable enough to run the ship mm-hmm. what is the biggest obstacle you felt you had to face since getting into this industry even though you was born into it mm-hmm. but starting your career as a singer and doing music what's been the biggest obstacle for you so far honestly with the music it uh, hmm, there's been so many obstacles okay i'll tell you the obstacles with the music and the obstacles with the show okay so with music um i was at a point in my life earlier when i really really started taking it seriously that i just i wanted to put my friends on i love the people that was like in my life and i just wanted to put them on and help them out but i'm like there's a lot of people too that you you don't see that they're really not for you because you're like this is my friend this is somebody that I want to help out but mm-hmm. 
business and friendship don't don't mix, don't mix no. all the time it's like you can do it with certain people that understand that you can go to having cocktails with them and talking about real life shit then go into business mode like all right cool but not everybody can do that so i had to learn that early in my career and that broke my heart because i was dealing with my friend at the time who just she wanted me to win, but she didn't want me to win. Oh, child, speak on that. And she was, and she was a singer also. So it was Ooh. just like, do you really want to see me winning or not? And then it was a whole situation where it was just like, it was thing after thing after thing. I'm like, yo, I just, I don't fuck with this, and I'm, I'm not going this route again. Because so initially going in, you kind of wanted to be behind the scenes and kind of put somebody else on. Is no, I was, was not so much behind the scenes because I was. Do, I was being a singer. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing. But she was helping me as far as management. Gotcha. And oh, she was your manager. Yeah. Okay. And she said that that was something that she had wanted to do. So I'm like, well, let's test it. Like, let's Ooh. just try it. And um, it didn't work. It didn't work. And it, it was really, like a love-hate thing. Yeah. It was you like, I want to see. You want to clap me or dap me. Right. Yeah, I get it. That's what it was. <laughs> and that was a big obstacle. And I cried so much about that because I'm like, I genuinely wanted to win with you. I wanted this to work as you being my friend. Mm -hmm. And you said that this is something that you wanted to do, but you don't even want me to have this. Mm -hmm. So I, this is not going to work. So that was an obstacle um, that I learned very early that just friendship and business just doesn't always mix. And with the show, um, biggest obstacle for me started from the first day of filming the whole month of filming the first month of filming i cried i cried i cried i cried Why? almost every single day because it's it's different for me like i'm so private yeah. that having a camera like this on you yeah. all day every day and it's just like forcing you to talk about things that you necessarily don't want to even talk about or have to talk about multiple times once i talk to you about something i'm like Cool, we we spoke about it. It's done. Not on reality TV. You gotta repeat no, that. No, it's just it, it go. It's part of the story. It's it's a reoccurring thing. Yes, and it I'm, has to play out for us the exactly, viewers. so that you guys can understand it. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, yo, like my real life. This shit is over and done with. Like I'm, I'm and done. I think rehashing it kind of like ignites it all over. It again. does. It adds fuel to the fire. So can you say reality TV? I guess it affects your like real personal life. It does. And there's certain people that, like, they don't care about their real lives because they care about what comes with the reality television the world check. and the check. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I never was the type of person to do anything for the money. I didn't have to do it. I wanted to do it because I was like, okay, cool. It's a great platform and it brings my family together. And, and you're doing it because you love it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's just, for me, it was just something so opposite of what I was used to and what I love. Like, I love my privacy. I love that. And there's certain things, too. Like, I just remember my grandfather telling me, Leah, like, family business stays within the family. We don't go out and talk about other things amongst people that aren't family. And I, I took that with me. So there's certain things that I just would never do um, as a person. I have morals, and there's just, I won't do that. So, but 99% of reality television stars will do that. And I'm mm. just like, that's just not me. Mm -hmm. If it's about my music, if it's about my talent, cool. We can talk about that shit all day. But I'm like, if it's about something personal, talking to people that don't know me personally, it's a different ball game. And I'm just like, I'm not with the shit. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Now, let's talk Sugar Hill Records because I was watching the episode and I saw that you said, even though you are 
Sugar Hill Records. You're not signed to Sugar Hill Records? No. Or has that changed? No, no, no. How are you not changed. signed to the family label? Because I want to do... Explain that. Okay, so... I want to do my own thing. Okay. I've, I've always, honestly, I've always been like the black sheep in my family, always doing whatever I wanted to do. And it's always worked in my favor. Okay. So I just know that that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very flattering that everybody's like, oh, we want you to sign and we want this and we want that. But I'm like, thank you. But I still want to go make my own name for myself and my own story, my own Empire, Like, that's what I want to do. And I think that coming back to the family, they'll respect me more for that. Mm-hmm. And even my dad, like, he could say whatever he wants, but he <laughs> respects the fact that I've done so much without asking him for a damn thing. Now, when you say a damn thing, elaborate on that. You mean, like, money? I mean, I always, studio? I mean, that's my daddy. So, right. I'm like, daddy, I need some gas. I need $20. Right. Low. So, explain but, your struggle with that because the listeners probably is like, Oh, girl, you good. You know what I'm saying? It's you so sugar funny. hill. What you doing on your own, really? The thing is, so let too, them know your struggle so they can respect your hustle. All right, cool. <laughs> so, shit is not always what it seems. <laughs> yes. People get fooled by reality television. They mm-hmm. get fooled by social media that everything is so damn perfect. I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck about none of this material, anything. Yeah. I don't. That's not the type of person that I am. Mm hmm. So the struggle is that you are dealing with a lot of people who value things. And I don't. So it's just it just leaves me in a weird space. And like with my dad, yeah, of course, it's my father. And like if I need something, gas money or something, I'm like, Daddy, mm-hmm. like, helps us out, please. Mm-hmm. But As you I should have thought it's your father. Right. But mm-hmm. I never felt the need to go to him and be like, you are obligated to help me with my career and do this. I'm like, if you want to do it, cool. But if not, I'm not going to force your hand and do something. Like, I, I just want to make my own name for myself. Has he always been supportive for the um, most part? He... Because some parents would try to save you from this industry because he witnessed things that you probably didn't witness while he was growing up watching his parents. Yes. You know what I mean? But a lot of people know just from outside looking in, the industry can be a bitch. Yes. It turns motherfuckers out. Yes. One minute on top of the charts, one minute they on crack. That's Like, fact. you know what I mean? That's so, a fact. Was he that way with you or was he always like, you know what, just do what it is that you love? In all honesty, I just feel like he just saw that this was the only thing that I was just like, I just love it, so I'm going to do it regardless. Like, mm-hmm. And people saw that in me so early that nobody ever was like, you can't do this. Yeah. Because that's just something that I have within me. If it's something that I want, I'm going to go get it and I'm going to do what I have to do. So my mom was mainly the support system. Like she helped me a lot funding my vocal lessons, music theory, piano, all of that stuff. My dad was just like, he supported, but from a distance kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is a question I want you to answer for me. When it comes to being a female boss, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? A female boss just means, number one, just being respected. Having respect for people and being fair to people. Mm -hmm. Um, As a female, a lot of the times we get taken advantage of. We're nice, we're sweet to people, and they just try to take advantage of that. But it's like after a while you get to a point where you're like, I'm not being taken advantage of anymore. I need to, if they call me a bitch, so what? I'm going to be a boss bitch at the end of the day. So you just have to just stand up for what you believe in. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and do what you want to do. And just be respected throughout the process. Like, 
it's so much bullshit in this industry. It's mm-hmm. so much, but you just got to just keep going and you can't live in your failures and the mistakes that you've made. You just have to learn from them and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to your record, yes. which I love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, young boy. Yes. Talk to me about that record, the origin of the record, because I know it is a sample. Yes. It's one of my favorite records right now. <laughs> you came up to the radio we station. We got that. We got that. Yes. Okay, well, it's, one right. of my, <laughs> it's one of my favorite records. It's one of DJ K Slade's favorite records. He plays it. When he when you danced guys, to that record, I was like, what? i never seen Slade dance like that in my life. I was like... Did you see the comments on my Yes. Face? Everybody was like, wait a minute, is that, that nigga dancing? Yo, I was like... Slay and everything. Oh my god! I was like, "This is my record." Not just dancing, but smiling. Yes, he was in it. I was like, "I should have put Slay in the video, man." He could have. Damn. Yes. Next one. Next one. (laughs) But talk to me about that record. It's such a hit. Um, explain to me who produced it. I know it says on the show. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Oh, but talk to the listeners. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the producers of the record are Lionel Birmingham and Glenn Mosley. They produced the record. Um... It started with my dad planting the seed. He was like, Leah, I want you to redo this record, Slick Rick, Hey Young World. He wanted us to redo. And um, me and my cousin, Chanel, were just like, all right, cool, fuck it. Like, this is what you want, daddy. All right, cool, we're going to do it. So Lionel and Glenn flipped it for us. And then, in all honesty, me and Chanel could not come up with anything. It was just like, we Mm. heard it, and it was just like, damn, all right. So we took a couple days, we came back here, and was outside, and we just vibing. And I was just like, yo, hey, poppy. And like, it just, it just, you just started free. Like, that's just what. It just kicked it off. Like, that, I don't, that was God. It just came out and it was just like, yeah, hey, poppy. I remember that. Like, and I, I think I recorded that too. And um, we just vibed from there. So we came up with that little part and then vibed some more outside. Then went in the studio, recorded a little bit, wrote some more. Like, and then um, it just flowed. It flowed and it felt really, really good. And, Everybody that heard that record was just like, Jesus, like, Mm -hmm. this feels good. And it reminded me, too, um, I have this record, Higher, that I did with my producer, K2, rest rest in peace. He passed a couple years ago. And it gave that same feeling Mm. that, like, it was just an undeniable feeling. So I'm like, this record is special. It is really, really special. So it just excites me. And I just love that everybody's just so happy about it. Yeah. And let me clear something up too. Clear Because niggas is talking crazy out here. Talk so, Leah, clear it up. So, <laughs> at no point in this show did I say that I wrote these records myself. Okay. Nothing. Everybody's like, you didn't give your cousin credit. I'm like, 
What niggas? Because that was on a sh- that was played out on the show, right? It, was like it looked like dude with you and Lady Luck. Shout out to Lady Luck; she's a friend to the show as well. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> in the scene that they were like, "Who produced the records?" Yeah. I said, "Who produced the records?" Yeah. Lionel Birmingham and Glenn Mosley. Mm-hmm. Chanel and I wrote the record. Okay. So there's a difference. And people's like, you're not giving her her credit. I'm like, nigga, we do paperwork. We have split sheets. The credits don't lie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's the shit that matters. I'm like, y'all, y'all at home and lonely and bored, chill the fuck out. Like, this this is what it Those is. Those are your viewers. You need the lonely and bored. I know. So I appreciate <laughs> you guys. And, th- and it's so great, too, because the same people that be talking shit underneath my comments, they, they the same them. ones that follow me. And I'm yeah. like, thank you. Appreciate it. Gotta learn that social media world is different from real, real reality. It is. And it's like, I, I never care for social media, like ever. I just love like talking to my supporters and posting things. And like, it gives them a view on pieces of my life, which I like. But I'm not me for social media. I love real life. I love going mm-hmm. out, taking a walk. I love having moments with people, not just being like this all day. Like, right. that's that's so whack to me. And I'm like, I wish people could really experience real moments now without having to be like, yo, hold on. Don't experience that moment. Just let me take a picture of it first. Like, I just, I, I like. We're so much alike. I like real life. I gotta put that damn phone down. And just chill. Because you, you miss so many things when you're like this 24-7. You miss so much. The thing that I do like about it, I don't want to be involved in it as far as like me using the phone for mm-hmm. social media. But I like to be recorded because 9 times out of 10 I black out and I don't remember <laughs> this So I'm like, I don't remember. But, but can you send me that footage? Can you send me that picture? Oh my God, y'all caught that? So I'm able to live. So let me just live and y'all catch me. But don't stop me and tell me do that over. No, y'all have to catch me in my truest moment. It's the essence of it all. I respect that, yes. But that's just me when it comes to social media. I do like it when other people catch it. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to stop my happy moment to record it. Yeah, and So so I feel like we're the same with that. Yeah, so many people do that. I'm like... Like, I, not even a lot of people know this, but, but even before doing music, I did a lot of charity work. A lot. 95% of it wasn't filmed. It wasn't documented or anything. Mm-hmm. I just did it because I wanted to do it, and I, that's something that I love to do. And now it's like, anybody that's that's at a homeless shelter or helping somebody, it's like, yo, my man, can you... um. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we doing this right here. I'm like, you shouldn't have to do that. That's so whack to me. I'm like, what was the intention behind you bringing your phone out? Was it to show that you had a true connection with this person? Or was it to showcase that, oh, hey, I'm a good person, but not really? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, that's just weird. So when it comes to Leah Robinson, if you wanted to describe yourself and let the people know, who is Leah Robinson in your own words? Leah Robinson is not perfect. She's not perfect. And I lived a long time thinking that I was. And, like, I always knew that I had flaws and things like that. But you get caught up in people. You you don't want people to see you sweat. You don't want people to see that you hurt sometimes. And with social media and shit, it's like they only do see the good parts. But I'm like, no, I want to be more truthful and I want to be more honest with everything. Shit is not what it seems all the time. And it's okay to not be okay and to... Be imperfect. Wow. So that's where I am in my life right now. Breaking down those walls of, listen, like, I'm not fucking perfect. That's okay. And I'll connect with even more people by showing my flaws. So that's that's where I am. So what would you say is the biggest misconception about you? Would you say that's it? That people think you're perfect? Or if you had to give it a title, what's the biggest misconception about you? 
I will say that people think that I'm perfect and people think that my life is so easy. I'm like, if y'all had to go through half the things that I've been through, y'all would be broken down. So I'm like, people think that they want this life until they get it. And it's very, very different. I'm like, God don't ever give you anything that you can't handle. So I'm always like, all right, you roll with the punches and you keep it moving. But I'm like, people really don't know. It's it's hard. As as difficult as you may think your life is by going to your regular nine to five and doing all that, that's, that's dope. You go through your own struggles, but we go through our struggles too. And everybody's hells are different. Mm-hmm. And people just, they view this. They view <laughs> this. They view the things. And I'm like... It's so beyond that. You don't understand what had to happen in order for these things to be here. All the struggles and all the obstacles and everything that had to happen. All the legwork and blood, sweat, and tears literally that had to happen for these things to happen. Yeah. Because people assume that it was given to you. Yes. Silver spoon and all that. And I'm like, we did have perks. We did have good things that happened to us, but so does everybody. No matter what you're born into, you have great things that happen to you that... Listen, I, I could be mad at you for having a great family life and all of this extra stuff. Yeah, and y'all yeah. just, like, y'all don't have the things, but y'all just have good communication. You have love and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. people don't see that. So uh, what I tell everybody is appreciate what you have. Be grateful for everything that you have. And just no matter what type of level that you're on, appreciate it to even... You have to appreciate it to even get to the next level of your life. Because if you don't appreciate what you have, why would God give you more? Preach. <laughs> It just, it don't make no sense. So I'm just like, whatever I have, I appreciate it. I appreciate waking up in the morning. Everybody's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I woke up. Mm -hmm. I can't complain too much. An attitude of gratitude. I always say that to people. You got a good head on your shoulders, girl. I swear to God. Just listening to you, I'm just like, yeah. Thank you. Now, what's next for Leah? What's next yeah, for Yeah, tell Leah? the world what's next for Leah. We're going to drop this project, Say, <laughs> which is Songs About You, Hey Young Songs World. About You, yes, Say. Yes, yes. Okay. And um, the single Hey Young Boy is out right now on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff. Woo-hoo. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just living day by day, day by day, because there's so many times that everybody plans all these things, and it never goes according to plan, and I'm just like, I know what I want. I have, like, the subtitles in my life and the things that I want to accomplish and the steps to get there. But I'm, like, I'm just living day by day because how many times do you live a day and you just think that your day is going to go one way and it goes completely different than what you think? You never know what's going to happen. So I just live in the moment. I take whatever God brings my way and I just get through it all and just just live. So say, is it out? You said it's out right now? No. Okay. It's coming out. When is it coming? Out. When? Listen, Jazz, you're trying to get all the details and scoops yes. and everything right now. And how many now. is going to be an EP or an album? What are we it's doing? It's an EP. How it's many records going to be on the EP? Uh, six. Okay. Six. It's That's a good, good solid six. And they're Any all features? really great records. Um, yes. Uh, Molly Stacks. He signs to the Heatmakers, and he's super, super dope. Singer, songwriter, rapper, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, he featured on my project. I'm not really like... A features person, I'm like, yo, if we vibe and Let we them create get to a know dope, you. right? Yeah. If we vibe Smart. and create like a dope, a dope record together, cool. But if not, I'm not beat to go look for features and put people on my songs. My songs are strong enough to stand on their on their own no. two feet. So, so when can we expect it? Roughly, say I would say around <laughs> mid March. Okay. I'll give you the day. I'll give you the exclusive the next time you come back up here, Jazzy. Okay, okay. Yes. So I'm gonna run this down. I'm gonna get like um I'm gonna do word association game with you. So I'm gonna give you a few words and you give me the first 
um, word to come to your mind. So let's go. Are you ready? No. Are okay. you ready? All right. All right. You, you ready? Me nervous. My palms are starting to sweat now. Jesus. <laughs> Family. Love. Music. Leah. Leah. Oh, that's that's one of them. Yes, Leah. Special. Um. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Love. Me. R and B. Soul. Hip hop. Legendary. Sugar Hill. Hmm. First family hip hop. <laughs> First family hip hop, bravo, TV. And I'm going to end it with that. First family hip hop, (laughs) bravo. Y'all catch that every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Leah Robinson, I want to thank you so much for this interview. And I want to end this like I do with every guest on the show. Give me one word to describe the state that you're in right now, the feeling that you're in right now. Not a phrase, not a sentence, but one word. Imperfection. Imperfection. Yeah. You heard it here first. Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. We're going to have Darnell hey. up next on the show. Darnell. Y'all stay tuned. Please introduce your record because we're about to play that right now. Yes. Hey, young boy. boy. What's going on, everybody? It's Leah Robinson here, and this is my incredible, amazing single, Hey, Young Boy. Ow. Follow yeah. me on Twitter and Instagram at the Leah Robinson, www.leahrobinson.com. Hey. I'm with two sides. Both your hands bend, I keep my body. Came with all your boys to this party. With my girls, but I leave with you. So when you look my way, come on over, it's okay.
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.